Ari the Addisons. Let me say this, as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we've got to be careful and make sure that in everything, man, we are trying to get as close to what the word says as possible. And we got to understand that with that type of wickedness, man, you know, God does not wink at that. There's judgment. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. And you don't have shades of truth. You have truth or you have error. You have fact or you have fiction. And now we go into the thick of it. Uh oh. Uh oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio. Thank you so much for listening. Welcome to your Friday, America. Mm -hmm. Uh, We appreciate you uh, joining us on a regular basis. If it's not daily, maybe it's weekly. Maybe that's about all you can muster. And that's okay. (laughs) We we appreciate it. Thank you so much for investing a little bit of time uh, to Mm -hmm. hear us talk about the issues of the day marriage, family pop culture and the church mm-hmm. and uh, we unapologetically stand on the word of God um, broad shoulders without apology yeah and uh, we invite you to do the same thing as we hasten the return of the Lord Jesus Christ we're Amen. unashamed and we mean that genuinely not Amen. just as a catchphrase or something that you know makes us sound empowered to say mm-hmm. we really are unashamed of the Lord Jesus Christ I mean he, he ransomed us you know he paid for us and if there's anyone that we should be unashamed to be affiliated with it's him but as it is, there's so many other things that, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> we would rather be affiliated with because it's just easier. Right. You know, it doesn't really cost us as much. And so mm. we find those affiliations just a little bit more palatable. Mm. I'm encouraging and we continue to do this for the body of Christ to hold the line and to pass down the gospel um, in your generation to be to be faithful as you hold the line. So mm-hmm. welcome to the program. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And Sherry B is over in Studio CC. We do a lighter show on Friday. We call it our gumbo show. We are New Orleans natives. And uh, so what we say is everything kind of goes into the pot on yeah. the Friday edition yeah. of Aaron the Addisons. And what we're going to do is open the phone lines early on mm-hmm. Tuesday. I think it was Tuesday. We celebrated 15 years of marriage. And so we use that as a backdrop to talk about marriage and to talk about um, the state of marriage in the United States of America, and then also cohabitation. There's a new Pew <laughs> Research study out that kind of looked at um, the rising acceptance of cohabitation, mm-hmm. even without marriage as the end, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which, by the way, there was a distinction that was made when you would do this polling a few years back that you would have cohabitating couples who see this as a step toward marriage. Now, look, the Bible condemns it no matter how you're stepping <laughs> like if you're, if you're stepping exactly. to marriage or not, right, um, right. living with someone to whom you're not married, uh, the Bible condemns as sin. Still. Still. Okay. It has not in, changed. In 21st century America, that is true still today. Yes. All right. And so, um, but now it seems that the rise of cohabitating couples um, also includes those who have no expected end of mm. marriage. Mm. Like they... There, it's not a stepping stone toward marriage. It's right. just an agreement. It's just a situation. Yeah. It's an arrangement. Yeah. And we played a clip from Hoda Kotb, um, who has been proposed to or yeah, getting married. Recently. And, mm-hmm. and it was just striking for her to, to say, like, it feels different now. There's yeah. something different, you know, uh, when she thinks about being married. And, you know, like. Because Having been with this man for six years. For six years. And adopted and two adopted kids. And adopted two kids. Yep. But now there's a difference because they're finally committing to make the step of, yeah. of marriage. And it's like, man, duh, yeah. That's right. There is something different about that. And what most immediately happened is that he asked her to be his wife. Mm-hmm. 
And I mean, it's just amazing for That's her to immediately. Yeah, yeah. You know, there right. is something different about me that you see me as wife material. Right. And you can do whatever you want to try to dance around that. Mm-hmm. And I think our culture is doing that. But the reality is, is that here you have this woman who's been living with a man for six years. They've adopted two kids. They call themselves a couple. But the moment he asks her to marry him, she goes, something is just different. Like it just feels right. different. And right. Right. right? Of <laughs> right. course it feels right. different. Right. So anyway, what we wanted to do was get your take. What do you observe about the state of marriage in the church? Where are the areas that you observe that we are failing? How can we do better? What are some of the conversations you feel we are not having about marriage? I know we talk a lot about standing up for um, biblical marriage and defending marriage. But my question is, what is it that we can do within the context of the church? Those of us who submit and agree with the Lord and his definition of marriage, Mm -hmm. what needs to be our focus? We want to open the phone lines wide up today and hear from you on that topic Uh, Sherry B. is over in Studio CC. She'll be taking your phone calls at 888-589-8840, 888-589-8840. If there is anything specific you'd like for us to talk about, if you have questions for us, maybe you are wondering. I was looking at a study recently that showed that couples are navigating marriage by assigning job titles to what they do. Really? So like chief planning officer, chief, <laughs> really? yeah, exactly. It was really kind of funny wow. for me to read, you know, and, and I mean, I guess I, I thought, well, whatever helps them. Yeah. And that's, a, that's what I was thinking. If it, if it helps to make things go smooth, smoothly and yeah. it's a more organized way that they have to think <laughs> about it, you know, so everybody know what I'm not against that. I mean, but it, it just sounds kind of it's one, like too yeah. like, uh. I don't know. There's one corporate. couple. It does sound corporate. Yeah. It does. And I, I will tell you what I think. Now, of course, it's just my commentary. But I, I really think that it is there is such a lack of being satisfied with the role of being a wife. Right. And mm-hmm. in some ways, the role of being a husband mm-hmm. that we've got to find maybe more socially acceptable ways to define who we are and what we do. Mm-hmm. Right. So. I can't just be a mom. I've got to be like a chief planning specialist. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I've got to, you know, and <laughs> I don't know, whatever it takes. And but maybe it's, you, it's just good for de- defining what the job t- jobs are yeah. like. And so there's no confusion on what the husband is doing or, or the wife is doing as far as the family is concerned. I, not, you know, maybe I don't know. A good thing. I think it, I don't see it as being a bad thing. You know, it just sounds so corporate, you know, that it's like, oh, that could be kind of. I feel like you and I had some uh, clearly defined roles from the beginning. I expected you to do everything that a husband does. Yeah. And that's, vice versa. Uh, and, and, that's, <laughs> and that is clearly defined. Right? You, you no, it's when not. I, when I say that, no, you know it, exactly it took, what no, I expect. It took a little, a little more conversation than that. You it know, did. You had to figure it out through the years, and I'm still figuring it out. Oh, come on. You know now, right? I mean, don't you read like the book of husbands? There's no no such thing. Well, Well, somebody needs to to write that and then you could take a you could take a look at it. Um, Anyway, no, but we want to talk about marriage. We want to celebrate marriage. Um, If there's anything that, you know, you find is working that maybe your local church is doing um, to really celebrate and affirm marriage. We would like to hear from you today as the phone lines get queued up. We'll take your calls. 888-888. 589-8840. The mm-hmm. topic on the table today is marriage, the state 
and the condition of marriage with within the church yeah. over which the Lord Jesus Christ presides. This is important, guys. It's yeah. a picture of it's Christ very, in the church. And if if we are failing, I mean, how can we expect a secular culture to succeed? Yeah, and right? I, man, I'm just I'm just thinking about uh, the book, the Five Love Languages. Mm-hmm. I know that's a pretty <clears throat> Uh, uh, you know, well-known book. Yeah, uh, it has some great points in there. I think you know. I think that's definitely one book, as well as like love and respect, mm-hmm. that you know would be uh, very good for for couples to read. And I was thinking about when I thought about the five love love languages. I think one of the biggest things is that to really try to learn or know what your spouse's love language yeah. is. Yeah, because the th- what happens is when they don't feel that they feel mm-hmm. like they're not being loved that's exactly and, and that's right. not even true it's no. not true that you, that the spouse is not you know don't love the other spouse but that's what it feels like yes and i think that has been one of the things for me personally i'm like man you know to have in the front of my mind you know what the, your love language is and and to try to understand that and, and do that as much as possible because that's bring that brings about a feeling even though you know you're loved regardless mm-hmm. you know but that helps you to feel like your love that yeah. the love tank is full it's real i mean it, it is a real it is deal. absolutely it's real. real and i gotta tell you, you may have listed two of probably the most influential books that we've read on marriage i mean you know we've read others we've discussed mm-hmm. we've read individually we've read together but i think that you may have just listed uh two of the most influential books that we've read in our marriage at least having the longest lasting impact mm-hmm. that we ongoingly implement what we have learned which is the five love languages, and mm-hmm. then the book Love and Respect by Dr. Emerson Egerich. I think it's how you say his name. Um, that book was just, man, I feel like it was profound, especially the Love and Respect book. Yeah. And, you know, understanding how we each are designed differently and we have yeah. these different needs. It doesn't mean that the opposite need is excluded. Right. But the focus, the main thrust of our desire really centers around how God has designed us as male and female. It's a very, very good book, yeah. and I highly recommend it. Very impactful on our family. Yeah, yeah, amen. Should we go to the phone lines? Yeah, uh, let's go to Sean in Virginia. Hi, Sean. Hi, how are you doing? God bless. God, God bless, bless you. you, too. I was calling because you, had, you were talking about marriage, and um, my wife and I have been married for over 21 years, and we awesome. have six children, Awesome. and uh, we talk about this a lot. Um, we talk about the state of marriage in the United States, and, and one of the things that, that upsets us is when we hear about our colleagues who, um, you know, make the decision to end their marriage, and uh, we, we find it interesting that there are so many marriages that end within the first five or six years, um, mm. and, and it's just heart-wrenching, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, you're right no, about that. And, and you know what? I think that what many couples—thank you so much, Sean. We appreciate Thank your you. comments. I think that what many couples don't understand is the spiritual implication of when you get married and mm-hmm. how you, you put yourself in the crosshairs of the evil one in a different oh, way. Oh, man. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so often what feels real, like in, and, and that's part of the reason we were joking about this and talking about it mm-hmm. on Tuesday, mm-hmm. is because if you can get through that and you look back on it, you go, man, that was not that serious. Right. But the enemy wants to magnify things and he wants them to fester. Right. I will say in the first five years of marriage, you are still in the getting to know you stage. Like you, you're still learning your mm-hmm. spouse. You know, mm-hmm. the two are becoming one. They're growing closer and closer and, together. And, and even beyond those five years, there's still elements that you, <clears throat> that you're getting to know. That's you know? right. Uh, I, I feel like it, it it's a, um, 
even the things that you begin to know, it's, there's always constant reminders, you know, uh, not to uh, uh, back off of that or not yes. to be lazy, you know, uh, in what you've learned in, 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 the, in the past few years. And the thing is, it's crazy because when you have those different blowouts and arguments and stuff like that, and you look back, yeah. you're like, I don't even know what we were arguing about. What you remember so what serious. happened, yeah. like, you know, the outflow of it. But the, the issue itself when you look back, it's like, oh, that was a little molehill. That's right. You know? <laughs> That's right. And we got to just push through those. Let's try to squeeze in one more call before this break. Where do we go next, Willie Gray? All right, let's go to Lee in Mississippi. Hi, Lee. You guys make us so proud. Oh, Tell God you. bless you. Me and my wife have been married 46 years. Wow. wow. Awesome. And we have learned through trial and error that the, the love languages was tremendous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, that, putting that in the... the the DNA of the church encouraging people to spend weekends, three, Friday, Saturday, with each other out learning about love. That's so mm. good. That's good. It has to be. It has to be. The only thing love languages did not tell me is that she was going to change, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Her needs changed as she matured as we grew. Yeah. She went through breast cancer. Oh. Through, wow. Uh, Losing a baby, we've gone through uh, the change of life. She changed on the same. We play baseball right now. I can do it. So I love you guys. You guys are just you're like a breath of fresh air. But we have got. You see, you got to get fireproof. Did you, did you try that book? Mm-hmm. No, we haven't. We haven't read the book, but we, we did see, see the, the movie. movie yeah. That is tremendous. We did that for for marriage retreat, mm. and we practice and practice it before we did it in front of anyone mm-hmm. and in the practice I thought she was just joking I said are you joking about that because I'm getting mad <laughs> she was no, I'm we still have we still have this Oh, well, uh, that awesome. is wonderful. So Brother much. Lee, thank you so much for calling in and sharing that 46 years of marriage. Wow. He is, let me tell you something. He points out something that's really good. And that, this is one of the reasons why I'm so glad that we're opening the phone lines because there's all these different nuggets that yeah. we get to glean from in the body of Christ. We so often miss because we're tucked away thinking that we are the only ones who are experiencing this. And we're the only one walking through this. But Lee makes an excellent point that mm-hmm. we change and we go through different things over the years of our marriage wow. yeah, that good. affects us and yeah. the way we relate to one another. And right. if we are committed to, as your dad taught you, mm. studying our spouse, mm-hmm. then we can we can keep up with the changes. We mm-hmm. can keep up with the shifts that are happening. You know yep. what I mean? Because we're committed to studying them. I mean, and, and we don't necessarily see that change as a bad thing. We can see that as growth. Right. You know, we can see that sometimes there are setbacks. But you are committed. And and I think Amen. the safety net is that, hey, this is a covenant. Amen. So I don't care how much you change and how much you go through. I'm here, right? We're, yeah. We don't have any exits here. And that's yeah. a really good thing. All right. Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio. The phone lines are queued up. 888-589-8840. Marriage is the topic of discussion. We'll be right back. But you know, sometimes you feel better when you just say it. Let me tell you how I feel and we can go from there. So let's talk. I know joy comes in the morning. It's 553. There's a battle in my mind. I'm Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. We appreciate you listening. We got a bank of calls, so we'll go to them quickly. The topic of discussion is marriage. What is it that we're doing in the church? Um, how are we maintaining or being faithful to our call to be salt and light? That includes what we do in our marriages um, yeah. we really seem to 
have struck a chord when we were talking about marriage earlier in the week. We had a lot of calls that we didn't get to, so we want to rectify that by getting to more calls today. Right. 888-589-8840. Will the Great, who's next? Let's go to, uh, let's see, Ty in Texas. Hi, Ty. Welcome, young people. <laughs> All right. God bless you. <laughs> well, I'm just pleased to be able to speak with you. I just wanted to share that I've got 41 going on 42 years next month. Praise God. It. Wow. Well, and I don't know how many more years the Heavenly Father is going to allow me to be with my bride. Mm -hmm. And I call her my bride because it's kind of like what Tony Evans said. You don't date to marry. You marry to date. Mm -hmm. I get to mm, date my good. bride mm -hmm. every day from now on. So as far as anything wisdom to give you, it's kind of like Brian Fisher said, if you don't pick to someone that loves Jesus more than they love you, yes. you better back out. Oh, wow. yeah. Oh, that's yeah. And, yeah, that's really good. And I just pray for y'all every day. Thank you. You definitely stand firm and stand strong, no matter what. And I do. I'm upset at myself for missing whenever Mickey was in Plano, I think, or in Canton. I was in Canton, not yes. Ago. Yes. Yes, you were in Canton. And my bride and I wanted to be there, but it just did not work out. Oh. So the next time you're anywhere in the area in Texas, or even Louisiana, around Shreveport, that area, uh, yeah, please advertise it. Okay. Thank All you. Right. God bless you, my thank brother. Thank you we, so we, much, Ty. We appreciate you, and thank you for that wisdom. No, it's it's true that you don't, you know, I think we don't understand the value of marriage. So we are looking for a mate for all the wrong reasons mm. in a lot of situations, you know, yeah. and it's totally driven by our feelings, yeah. right? It's driven yeah. by how either we make them feel or they make us feel. And, you know, those things are so fickle. And, and the thing about that, when we marry for those reasons, they will crop up in our marriage. Like That's right. it, they won't go away or be alleviated. Like if you, if you're marrying just for fleshly reasons, mm -hmm. you know, uh, that stuff is not going to just be time. solved. That's right. You know, by getting married, like there's there's much much more. You know, and so I I think we have to really uh, be wise and get good counseling. You know, yes. good premarital biblical counseling. You know, and know that we are entering into a covenant before uh, we make that step because a lot of people are missing that it's a covenant and what a covenant is. It may not even really know or understand what a covenant is. Yeah, and so. It's kind of taken lightly. Man, you know, I'll say this, and, and then we'll go back to the phone lines. I remember early on um, when you first asked me to marry you, mm -hmm. and I said, and by the way, we had a short engagement. Yeah. We were in um, ministry yeah. <laughs> together. I knew you. I mm -hmm. watched you. I, I already respected you. My nickname for you behind your back and mm -hmm. sometimes in front of your face was Bishop because mm -hmm. I thought you were always serious. Like you were just, it, it's, it was always like more prayer more fasting, <laughs> more campus prayer walking. And so I would, I would call you the bishop, you know, right, cause I was, right. I was a clown. I was, you know, I was, I was a joker. Um, but I always saw you as um, worthy of respect. Right. Mm. And so I didn't have any of those issues where I was like, Oh, I don't know what I'm getting into. So we mm. need to have this long engagement. But when we did get engaged, I remember I would ask you all the time, why do you want to marry me? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I'm expecting like the sweet nothings. Right. Right, right, right. And you, as the bishop, you would <laughs> you would say, because the Lord has revealed to me that there is purpose in our marriage, <laughs> that he has put us together for purpose. And I'd be like, oh, <laughs> oh, my goodness, that is not at all what. I, but can I tell you now, can I tell you now, looking back, I am so grateful for that knowledge. I am so mm. grateful for that resolve that 
you saw the purpose of the Lord uniting us. And it wasn't just, and you would say, Miki, look, of course I love you. Mm -hmm. Of course, you know, I'm attracted to you. Of course, all of those things. But those are not the reasons that you marry someone. There is a purpose that God has for us. And you would say, I feel like the Lord has put us together Mm -hmm. to do something for him in the earth. Amen. And look, that's not sweet nothing. It's like <laughs> Pepe Le Pew didn't whisper that to the, you know. <laughs> but right, I will right, tell right. you that if more of our marriages took that serious tone where we understand that marriage is about purpose and yeah. it is about uh, God's calling, mm-hmm. then we probably wouldn't have so many of them fail. Where do we go next, Will the Great? Let's go to Tony in Arkansas. Hi, Tony. Hello. Hello. It's good to finally talk to you too. Well, God bless you. I really... Well, I really appreciate both of you. You're very inspiring, uh, very anointed, and very word-oriented. <laughs> and I just really appreciate that uh, from a ministry today where there's so much um, silliness and, and false doctrine. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate your, your stand and, and your, your insightfulness, and you're making the public especially the Christian public, aware of what they should be aware of, what they should keep their eyes open for, and the direction they, they should be going. And on the subject of marriage, of course, it is it is vital to the Christian stand and walk with God today that um, it's just so vital, and it's so overlooked today in so many churches mm. where People are just living together and, and, and calling themselves Christian. Come on. Mm. Come and they on. may be Christian, but, but, but they need to repent. That's yeah. right. That's yeah. right. They need, they need to come out from among that situation. Amen. And this is very near and dear to my heart um, in, in regards to marriage. Mm-hmm. I am technically an ordained minister. Okay. I've had the privilege of marrying a few people down the road. Mm. And... Some that were living together, and you know, you got some preachers that say, I'm not, I'm not going to marry anybody that's been living together. I'm like, well, you're helping them make a, a, a wrong right, first of all. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you want to counsel them. That's and, right. And, and that's right. I've had, I've had some say, uh, you know, that they, they think that it's going to get much better. And I can I tell you, it, it could get much worse because it's a whole new dynamic. Mm. Well, that's right. Yeah. And and to yeah. your point, Tony, thank you so thank much you, for Tony. what you're saying, because to your point, even those people who have had problems while they're just shacking. Right. Right. When you get married. Oh, my goodness. Just expect like all of the forces to be oh, unleashed, man. because now it ramps up. You have definitely crossed over into this other territory. Right. I mean, you definitely become an object of attack. I will say this, though. Tony is absolutely right. We've got so many Christians who um, have denied the faith. They are living as enemies of the cross and we have normalized this in the church. Yeah. So look, let me say, you know, we have to understand that when we come to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, we are called to put off the old self with mm. all of its passions and its mm. desires mm. and all of the things, you know, being just led by your flesh. You're, yeah. That's supposed to be replaced with being led by the spirit of God, right? Yeah. In fact, Amen. that identifies us as the sons of God, Yeah, <laughs> that we are led by the spirit of that's God. Right. It's that's not right. just the fact that you're born, right? you right. know, that yeah. being led by the spirit of God characterizes us as the children of God. And so now you're supposed to move from, I do what my flesh says. I mm-hmm. do what feels good to me. Mm-hmm. And you're supposed to do what pleases the Lord. Amen. Find out what the will of God is. Paul told the Ephesians, right? Mm. Don't just, you know, be reveling as, as those who are in rebellion against God 
are doing, mm. but find out what pleases the Lord. Amen. Redeem the days. The days are evil. Amen. And so I would say this to anyone who is listening. Of course, you know, the views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily <laughs> reflect the opinions of the American Family Association. They are Mika's. Um, <laughs> so look, if you're if you're living with someone to whom you're not married and you are saying, well, you know, I've just never really felt any conviction about that. Hey, nice to meet you. Here's conviction. <laughs> it's wrong. Yeah. And let me tell you something. Get out. Yeah. Get out of it. Because the great deception that the enemy brings is, well, I don't feel convicted about that. In the black and white areas of the scriptures, you're not permitted any room for your own conviction. Come that on. is your conviction. Mm. You understand? That's your conviction. So it's not, you know, you talk to a wife who's like, well, I've just never really felt convicted about submission. Mm. I mean, I just have <laughs> never really felt. <laughs> Read the word. Yeah. It's yeah. explicitly laid out. It's not optional. Yeah. This is not about the meat sold in markets once sacrificed to idols. Right. You understand what I'm saying? It's right. quite different. All right. Let's go back to the phone lines. Today we're talking about marriage on Aaron the Addisons. 888-589-8840. Will the Great. Where okay. Go? Let's go to Robert in uh, Mississippi. Hi, Robert. Hey, good afternoon. Uh, how are you this fantabulous Friday? <laughs> doing good. <laughs> doing doing great. good. Thank you. Hey, I really like what you guys are doing, and this this whole series that you've been doing with marriage is uh, it's uh, very encouraging, it's very refreshing, and it's really neat to be able to participate, you know, with your community of listeners. And uh, one thing, you know, I got one very very small issue with you guys. Um, <laughs> you keep using the word the covenant. You know, I, I, I'm I'm growing up in the Catholic Church, and how I'm learning the covenant is that one-way contract that God has with his people. And regardless of what the ancient Israelis and Hebrews and all that did, he never, never separated himself from them, but they were able to separate themselves from him. And in divorce, you know, separation from whichever side is still separation. How me growing up in the Catholic Church, how I learned it, is it's a sacrament. And of all the rites and all the traditions and all that stuff in the Catholic Church, there's only seven sacraments, and that is defined as the inward, the outward evidence of an inward truth. That, and let me say that again. It is the outward evidence of the inward truth, and a true marriage, a true marriage, it shows that inward truth, and that is the... Um, um, uh, the adoration of the word and the adherence to its instruction. And okay. I tell you what, guys, you show it. You two, you show it. So. Okay, I'm I, not sure, Robert. I'm. The, oh, oh, thank God you, bless Robert. you. I really do appreciate you calling. Thank you so much. Um, I, I wasn't exactly clear on everything that Robert was saying, and I was, I was trying desperately. Was yeah, the phone muffled? was a little bit muffled. Um. And so I didn't understand everything that Robert was saying. So I don't want to re just respond based on what I thought that he was saying, which which could be dangerous. But it seems that he's he takes issue with us describing marriage as a covenant. Yeah. But yeah. I'm not sure exactly why. Why? Yeah, because I didn't, didn't hear. I didn't get that part, Robert. So I apologize that I, I didn't understand completely what you're saying. Um, so I can't I don't know if I could respond yeah, accurately and and that. and you know, and we could talk about this. The thing about the covenant, you know, I go back to uh, it was Abraham mm -hmm. who God made a covenant with with him, uh, and you know the 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 sacrifices were sliced on, you know, mm -hmm. and and 
He swore by himself. There's God, no one greater the, for you him know, to swear by. Um, and uh, the picture that we get there is of what happens, you know, in a marital mm-hmm. uh, exchange. You know, that they're witnesses that, you know, and that the, the man and the wife uh, goes before God, before God and these witnesses. And there's a covenant that this man is, and this woman is making with God mm-hmm. and with each other. You know, and, and it's and not the, just a little promise. That's exactly right. And the Bible describes this only broken in death, mm-hmm. which would have been any kind of covenant or contractual agreement. Right. That would have been understood in this culture. And, right. and so, you know, for us, when we read the Bible, you know, in proper exegesis, we understand what things meant to people at the time that they would have read it and heard it, yeah. what they would have understood. And by God's grace, we're able to understand that. Yeah. And so what we're not talking about is a flimsy arrangement. Look at Christ in the church. Amen. That's the, that's, gr- that's the greatest example yeah. I can think of. I mean, yeah. he gave himself, you know, it was a a, a covenant that was made, you know, and, and the, the New Testament scriptures speak of that, of mm-hmm. Christ and, and the church. And that's how, uh, that's why the enemy, <laughs> you know, I believe fights against, you know, the marital covenant in the first place. Mm-hmm hates that picture. He hates that picture of Christ in the church. And the husband is called to give himself for the wife as Christ gave himself for the church. There's just mm-hmm. so much parallel to it. The point is, and, 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 you know, if it trips people up to hear the word covenant, then that's okay. But the point here is to describe that there is a deeper and greater commitment than just, I like you, you like me, check yes in the box and we'll live together happily ever because, after. You know, when you don't adhere to that, they have things that have come in culture now, and I would say, and, and this not, is what we're battling. No fault, you know, divorce mm-hmm. and stuff like that, you know. And it's like it gives an out if you don't have the covenant type mindset, or that is more than just a little promise or whatever, right? You know, then you would adhere to some of that stuff. You know, with us, we say we we're not even putting that in our vocabulary. Yeah, divorce, yeah. You know, yeah. And so, yeah, I I I think that everyone listening just needs to hear that it's it's a it's a strong. Covenant. It's not just a, a flimsy agreement and you can just get out of it when you want and whenever you feel like it. Look, and, and I'll say this, and I know we got a lot of calls we want to get to, Will, but just to add one last thing. What we have done to marriage in the church, the Christians are responsible first. What we have done to marriage in the church has opened the door for everything else that we see manifested in our culture. Yeah. So it starts with something like no fault divorce. Yeah. Then it becomes something that is, oh, I don't know, two men or two women. And so now we find ourselves fighting and scrambling to pick up the pieces, but we are the ones who shattered it out of convenience. Mm-hmm. We shattered mm-hmm. this picture of divorce. Where do we go next, Will the Great? Or okay. A picture of marriage. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go to um, Robert in uh, Louisiana. Hi, Robert. Hello. How are y'all doing today? Hey, doing, God bless doing you. Doing good. Just uh, want to say, I mean, I listen to y'all when I can, not an everyday thing, mm-hmm. but I really enjoy it because of the fact that you bring today's issues with God's Word, and you don't talk in such a way that the general person can't understand. No big theological term. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank uh, you. Just, I just wanted to say, okay, I've been married for 32 years. Mm-hmm. So That is wonderful. I believe yes. in marriage, and I also am a heavy believer that there is no marriage that can go without God in the marriage. Mm. But my question is, where in the Bible does it say for to be 
have God recognize the marriage, that it has to be in front of a minister or a legal person, or is it just a covenant? Can it be just a covenant between a man, a woman, a God, and a couple of witnesses? Okay. Okay, okay that's a great you. question, Robert. Let us do this. Let us grab the break and mm-hmm. respond to your question when we get back. We're right up on the break. Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. We're talking about marriage today. Thank you for listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that's Tone Spain with Blood of the Prophets. So our brother Robert um, raised the point that, you know, where in the Bible does it Mm. say that there needs to be a marriage certificate or that there needs to be the ceremony that we recognize today as a wedding with witnesses and all of that? You know, why can't just two people make a commitment to each other, and right. then we call that a marriage, right? Yeah. So I'll, I'll defer to you yeah. first, and then I'll just follow up. Yeah, and I, and I would say it is a covenant between uh, God and, and the couple and, and the husband and the wife, and that is strong. That's the first, you know, that's the recognition that's needed. But we live in a, um, a land where there's laws. That's right. And, you know, uh, those laws should be carried out, you know, and us as followers of the way, you know, we should be ones that would seek to follow uh, uh, those marital laws, mm-hmm. you know, so the certificate and the paper, some people say, oh, it's just a piece of paper. Don't mean. But see, a lot of times when they say that, it gives them an easy out to get out of it, too. Correct. So they're like, you know, I'm married to this person. We just haven't. No, 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 no. Be- because those laws uh, uh, tend to enforce, mm-hmm. you know, what's right. Mm-hmm. And so I, in, in, in my view, they're necessary you know, uh, for accountability, they're necessary to to show, especially for the Christian. Like I, I adhere to this law yeah. of this land. I'm, yeah. I'm committed uh, to this marriage. But yeah, it's go. It goes way beyond that mm-hmm. to the covenant aspect of things. You know that that's the strongest portion. Yeah, absolutely. And and I would say this: if we look historically at the scriptures, we have to understand that there is some sort of formal. Um, for lack of a better word, exchange that happens that signifies there is a marriage. If we go back to Genesis, then we could argue that God was the first to give a woman in marriage to a man. From that point, you always see wives or women being Mm -hmm. given Mm -hmm. to their husband in marriage Mm -hmm. by a father, Mm -hmm. by a next of kin or whatever. Historically, we have understood that two people don't just decide, hey, we're married. Boom. And here it goes. Mm -hmm. There has always been a witness. Mm -hmm. There has always been someone to say these two have entered into this covenant, into this agreement we all keep them accountable. Mm -hmm. And so there is some form of marriage that is official. Mm. Fast forward to the New Testament. There must be some type of formal marriage that takes place. Jesus describes this as the leaving and the cleaving that everyone is aware of, Mm -hmm. right? Everybody knows this. A man shall leave his father and his mother and cleave to his wife. The two shall become one flesh. Mm. If there is no official capacity, if there is no official way for us to define or categorize a marriage, then there is no fornication. Mm. Understand that. It's not just two people getting together and deciding, hey, I like you, you like me. You know what? This is good enough. This is marriage. Then we don't have a warning against fornication. Mm. In fact, if you look at the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, 
he says that when he discussing you know marriage and, and relationships mm-hmm. and how we are to behave toward you know the person to whom we're not married he says now concerning the matters about which you wrote it's good for a man not to have sexual relations with a woman mm-hmm. but because of the temptation to sexual immorality each man should have his own wife and each woman her own husband so there isn't this thing where we're married because we have sex. Because mm-hmm. there are some people, and with this question right. that Robert has asked, right. I have heard people, we have talked to people who mm-hmm. are like, well, when we consummate this, this we're relationship, married. we're married. Right. No, my friend, because if consummation means that now you have a marriage, then again, there is no fornication. Mm. Because at the point that you have sexual intercourse with someone, then you're all married. Mm. No, it's not so. In order for us to take a consistent look at the word of God, here is what we must know. We must know that from the beginning, and I mean that literally, there has been a way for us to define marriage and to understand that it exists, right? So maybe that was um, the giving of a woman to a man. And again, that involves a witness. Mm -hmm. She doesn't just go wander out in the wilderness and just get taken hostage by a man. And and he's like, you know, me, Tarzan, you, Jane. Mm -hmm. I mean, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, that's not happening. So we have to understand that there is something that you can um, define as a marriage in our culture today. And again, please understand this. Jerusalem Council, right? When all of these different believers are coming into the household of faith, they are able to bring in their culture in as much as their culture does not... um, defy the word of God in as much as their culture is not, you know, consistent with unholy practices. Mm. So we have cultural practices all around the world that define a marriage. Yeah. Now, where does that come from? If it doesn't come from the mind of God, that all of these different cultural practices have a type of marital ceremony or some expression that signifies that man and that woman belong to each other. Mm. Now, guys, if we don't give glory to God, when we see things like that happening, we just don't want to. Mm. So I would say to our brother Robert that there is a clearly defined marriage that happens that every culture knows. Yeah. And so for us in the United States of America, our government incentivizes marriage, at least historically. It was in our best interest to do it. We have a certificate of marriage. We enter into an agreement. We enter into a covenant, whether you like that word or not. But that is what we have historically come to understand as marriage. Mm-hmm. We must not kid ourselves into thinking that the one with whom I am in a sexual relationship is the person to whom I am married. Mm-hmm. If not, mm-hmm. remember, there is no fornication. Yeah. As it is, we know that there is fornication. Mm-hmm. So there must that must mean that if you're having sex with someone that you're not married to, which means it must be recognized, mm-hmm. <laughs> then then that's yeah. fornication. All yeah. right. Will the Great, did you want to? No, no. That's, okay, that's go back to the phone lines. Yeah, let's go to uh, Gary in Oklahoma. Hi, Gary. Hey, I'm doing fine, guys. How are y'all today? Hey, God doing bless good. you. I appreciate y'all. y'all. I'm glad y'all are having this thought about marriage because so many people don't even realize what marriage really is, and uh, our enemy is taking advantage of that. We know that that's what he's done. He's broke, broken down the homes and then mm. he just, from there, you know, and that's what's going to just break down our country if it's not corrected. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I'd like to share some thoughts about marriage if you uh, would like to hear it. I've been married for 44 years. Wonderful. And uh, one thing, uh, uh, now what I'm going to tell you, I didn't do this 
necessarily. I learned it the hard way, and it will reveal some of this. Um, one thing, when two people uh, get married, if they've been married for a while, they want to make sure they have the right mate, whether it's the man or the woman, or both of them, when they realize they have the best, the right partner is when they realize that perfect person is not perfect. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that's, right. that's so true. Look, I didn't know, I didn't know where our brother was going with no, that for a second there right because, you know, I think sometimes I appreciate our brother calling in. Thank um, you, Gary. But look, I think sometimes we are, we are stuck in this mode of I'm trying to find the right mate. I'm mm-hmm. trying to find the perfect partner, mm-hmm. the danger in that. And that is, you know, that's a part of our culture these days. We kind of glorify that in movies. We glorify that. You know what I mean? It's all about feelings, emotions. And, mm. and you know, and so the danger in that is that if you have a day where you feel like, oh, I don't know what I've gotten into. Mm. You're not the perfect one. You're not the one. You're right. not the right one. Then you start to feel like there should be some type of exit for you. Right. Right. <laughs> right. You know, my thing is this. When you make a commitment to marry someone, you are agreeing this is God's will for your life. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Like I have God's will for my life. You see what I did there? <laughs> yeah, that's cool. You, you, you see what I did there? <laughs> I'm so clever. You cannot have these flimsy sort of emotionally driven reasons to back out of marriage. Yeah. Right? And I think too often we allow ourselves yeah, to be in Yeah, and there would be many opportunities for that. If, you know, there would be many reasons that you feel like, I don't feel like this or that, you know, and that's why in going into it, I think that it has to be a, a greater stress on what marriage is. The commitment. In, in the counseling. That's and exactly stuff like right. That, so. That's all right. Look, that, that's exactly right. You have you have business contracts mm. so that just because a person has a bad day, they don't just get to drop out of the business. Right. We have a contract. <laughs> we have an agreement. Right. That mm. I mean, it, it gives some stability mm. to all parties. And that's what marriage does. It gives stability to both parties. Yeah. And it, man, that's look, that's still God's idea. Amen. Where do we go next, Will the Great? Let's go to Mary uh, in Texas. Hi, Mary. Hi. Hi. Um, thank you for taking my call. Um, in First Corinthians chapter 7, I believe what's wrong with the church, they don't want to open the Bible and apply it. But it said, Paul... And unto the married, I command you, but not I, but the Lord, let not the wife depart from her husband, but, and if she depart, let her remain unmarried or be reconciled. Mm-hmm. My husband and I will be married 53 years. Wow. Praise God. Wow. And, but I always say mine is three years. Because when he came back from Vietnam, we were only married a year and four months when he left. We had a lot of problems, mm. and we separated. We divorced for three years. Someone called me up one time for a date during that period, and I told him, no, I wasn't interested. And he said, your pastor must have told you not to. And I said, no, the Word of God says, you know, oh. let them remain unmarried. Come and on. be reconciled. Mm. And you know, God took me to the book where the prophet married the prostitute. Mm, Hosea. And yet he kept bringing her back. Mm-hmm. He took me to the sins of David. Mm. And yet David was the apple of his eye. Mm. Mm. And you know, 
there's always, and you know, on in that scripture, it tells you that when you, you know, it gives the instructions for those who are married to an unbeliever. Mm-hmm. And you know, not you. You just because you're in church, you don't divorce the guy or the woman who isn't in. Mm-hmm. All instructs us, and I think that's the whole problem of the church today. That they don't delve into the Word of God. Mary, let me you know, just tell you, Mary, let me say Man, something to you right now. I love you so much. Mm. I love you so much. Thank you for sharing what you just shared. Mm -hmm. What you just highlighted in 1 Corinthians chapter 7 is one of those passages that well-seasoned pastors ignore because too many people in their congregation would be offended. Come on now. Guys, I say this with humility, and I say this as one who fears the Lord God. All of his precepts are good and right and true, Mm. right? And so like I was listening to Mary, I was feeling like a little bit emotional because when you hear someone talking about a right fear of God, like you say, you know, let me say, I'll make (laughs) this point and then we'll, we'll move on, okay? We would have fewer divorces if people understood the finality of that choice. If they didn't have in their in their future view, oh, I can just, I can just make it right again, or I can just choose someone else, then you would really stop and you would take a second and say, wait a minute, am I prepared to live for the rest of my life without a mate? (laughs) Is this what I want? And I think that the reason that is written in the word is so that it produces that type of sobriety in your thinking Mm -hmm. where you go, wait a minute, God truly sees this as a till death do they part. This is serious to God, right? right. And so you're asking yourself, am I ready to break this covenant and then to live single until the Lord comes again or until I pass? That's the the question. Mm -hmm. And I think if more of us explored that question, we would take a step back from our heated arguments. We'd take a step back from listening to (laughs) unwise counsel. You need Mm -hmm. to kick him to the curb. Girl, you don't deserve that. Girl, you could do better. All of the things that... (laughs) <laughs> secular pop culture has flushed into our homes like toilets. Mm. Guys, we've got to reject that and choose the word of God over pop cultural wisdom. And it, it's not wisdom. Amen. Amen. We should try to squeeze in one more call. God bless you, oh, Mary. Man. My Thank heart you, rejoiced Mary. to hear you talking. Thank My you. heart rejoiced. Let's go to Ashley in Kentucky. Hi, Ashley. Hi. Hi. Um, I just wanted to say just, um, Something I think they could do extra in the church, like you said, these kids are young, and and they think differently now. Um, I got married when I was seventeen, and my husband and I have been married for seventeen years now. Mm. And you know, we had to figure it out on our own. You know, you grow together, you grow up together, yeah. Yeah. you raise your kids together, and you know, they say all you get in church is you're not allowed to get divorced. If you get married, you're married, you can, you know, mm-hmm. and I just feel like these kids, they need a little more, they need to know what to expect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to be the same in your thirties as you were in your twenties. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, I mean, and, and they need to know what to expect. You're not going to be as headstrong as you were at 17, as you are at 34. You know, it's, yeah. there's a huge difference. Yeah. And, and these kids, they these young people, they need to hear this when they're teenagers, you know, to think that 
you know, we can grow together. We can grow up together. Yeah. My husband and I have grown so much just in our marriage and in our Christianity together, you mm-hmm. know. We, mm-hmm. But we had to figure it out the hard way because for a long time it was, well, I'm grown, I'll do what I want. <laughs> oh, man, Ashley. <laughs> We're coming to the end of the show. I hate to jump in, but we've only got 30 seconds. I want to thank you so much for yeah, your comments. I want to thank all of our callers yeah, for their comments man. today. It's just very insightful. I think that we need to have more conversations like this ongoingly where we stand up for marriage as God's idea, and we can defend it if we start in the church first. That will mm-hmm. go out into the larger culture. Until Monday, Lord willing. God bless.